Hi, welcome to another podcast. I'll apologize in advance that my voice is not great because I've been speaking quite a lot in a very hot part of the world in Laos and um, <coughs> that has affected my voice a little bit. So today's podcast is a very important podcast. So if you are a foreign student studying in the United States or Canada, but mostly the United States, and particularly if you are of in, or, uh, Indian origin, this podcast relates to you and the strategy you need to follow when you're applying for job interviews, especially for consulting firms. And I put up this podcast because we've had a lot of MBA students of Indian origin writing to us to guide them through their um, internship interviews. And I think that, you know, I do have a soft spot for students from emerging markets. Anyone who's worked with us would know that um, because, you know, I myself uh, grew up in, uh, you know, in the um, one of the, I would say, uh, debilitated uh, Eastern countries. And I know what it's like to uh, grow up with very little. You know, my version of Christmas, the treat for Christmas was getting canned goods in most part of the words today having canned goods is an example of being poor but you know when i grew up that was an example of being wealthy that was something we looked forward to now i'm not obviously belittling what indian students are going through but i do understand that for many indian students um you know they are probably the first in the family to be going to the united states to get an education and a lot is dependent on them so i thought this podcast was very important for our students to understand a strategy, a very important strategy that we want them to follow. Now, this is a strategy we give to all of our Indian students who are doing uh, their MBAs and going for internship interviews. And you don't have to speak to me, but I thought that you could apply the same strategy to make sure that you don't put yourself in a materially poor position for consulting positions. Let me explain what I mean by this. The vast majority of students will tell me, Michael, my strategy is to do everything I possibly can to get a consulting internship. And if nothing works out, then I'll just try again later. So let me explain what's going to happen here. If you spend all your time working for a consulting internship, the odds are very small that you will get a consulting internship because consulting internships, when consulting firms come in to to offer places for internships, they offer far fewer places than full-time hires, right? So if you're putting everything in for a consulting internship, that's a bad, bad idea because the odds of you getting it is going to be very, very slim. If you do that, you're going to be in a position whereby because you've you've only networked for consulting firms, because you've only prepared for consulting firms, when internships come up and you don't get the consulting internships, you're going to be forced to eventually network with firms who know full well that the reason you are applying for internships after the main internship cycle is because you are unsuccessful for the main internship cycle and they're going to take advantage of that. I can assure you this is a capitalist society. Firms know that if you miss the January internship cycle and you're still applying for internships in February and March, they can take advantage of that. That means offering you far lower salaries, offering you far weaker positions and to be honest, not even taking very good care of you. And what's going to happen here is that this is going to have a ripple effect. If you get a job with a very weak firm, you may get an offer, but you're probably going to get an offer you don't like, which means that you're probably not going to take it, which means when you go in for full-time interviews in September next year, 2010, sorry, 2013, you are going to be in a position whereby you 
don't have any meaningful internship full-time offer again you're going to be forced to put all your eggs in the basket for consulting firms if that doesn't work out you're in a lot of trouble right because what that means is that if you don't have a full-time offer from internship and you don't have a full-time offer from the 20 the September 2013 cycle that means that you're going to be forced to find any job you can and again firms that know that you know come 2013 September if you don't have a, a position in September you're probably you know looking for anything and they're going to offer you a poor salary and a poor position and worse you may not get a position if you don't get a position you may have to go back to India now let me tell you something when you go back to India when we have candidates who go back to India who've worked with us because they weren't able to secure a position, it's not, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that's a minority. That's a fairly large number. 10% of all Indian students who work with us don't get positions in the United States. They've got to go back to India. When they go back to India, I've got to then re-evaluate their file. Their risk profile has changed completely. We've got to sit down and say, okay, what has happened to this candidate? What is the candidate's profile now? When you're in the United States, your risk profile is very different when, you're fr when you are physically located in India. Because no consulting firm, or any firm for that matter, is going to interview you in India where there's a mountain of students trying to get out and pay for you to go across to you know, Dubai, Singapore, South Africa, London, United States, Toronto, whichever place you're applying to. The moral of the story is that when you're in the United States or Canada or London, your number one objective must be to stay in the United States, Canada or London, or wherever it is, right? I'm just using those examples. I know some are easier to stay in Canada. Is a lot, Canada is a lot easier to stay in than the United States. I'm, I'm aware of that. So let's talk about the United States and the UK, which are much harder to stay in. This should be your strategy. For internship interviews, you got to pursue two firm, two types of firms. You've got to pursue consulting firms and you've got to pursue banks, not investment banks, but internal roles at a large Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 bank. Because I can assure you right now, when when I was a partner and I have you know very good friends who are practice leaders at McKinsey, I mean, you, you can watch Kevin Quine's interview uh, we also have friends who are now not just former practice leaders but current practice leaders of McKinsey, uh, BCG, and those are the two firms we have very strong relationships, firms consulting. I can assure you that when they look at a resume, if they see you've worked at a bank, that is a thumbs up on their side. Of course, you have to do the right things at the bank and so on, but banks tend to have a certain cachet. Sure, you can work at General Electric, you can work at Shell, you can work at BP, you can work at a whole host of Fortune 500 companies, but banks by their nature have a cachet that I think is only, I think, matched by consulting firms and investment banks. So, this is very important. Think about this very carefully. When you are pursuing consulting firms for your internship, <coughs> I want you to go on a dual-track strategy. I want you to pursue a bank, maybe it could be an operations consulting role, an operations role at a bank, anything, right? You pursue a banking track. If the banking track doesn't work out, I want you to pursue any other track that allows you to stay in the United States or London. This may sound counterintuitive to you, but if you are forced to go back to India, the odds of you leaving, and it may sound harsh, is going to be less than 2%. And I can tell you it's less than 2% because I'm looking at a database of 250 clients we've had, and the ones that have been in, let's say, Stanford or 
whatever, and then couldn't get a job. And they, they're small, it's a small number, right? 10% of all our candidates is not big. It's like 25 candidates in total overall. And then Indians are only like 50% of that. So it's about maybe 12 candidates. It's just a very tiny number in the history of firms consulting. But we worry about each candidate. And I remember one guy in particular who studied in France. I liked him a lot. And, you know, he tried everything to stay in France. It was the middle of the recession. He just couldn't. And, and we tried to help him stay in France. I mean, uh, firms consulting, sometimes we do step outside of the strict confidentiality boundaries. Again, not disclosing who we are, but try to help him stay. It just didn't work out. And, you know, he's in India now. It's going to be almost impossible for him to break out of that. So you've got to pursue management consulting, pursue banking. And if that doesn't work, pursue a Fortune 500 firm to stay in the United States. Now, this is not such a bad strategy. The, some of the best BCG and McKinsey partners have followed this strategy. I know because I know that when I was, you know, um, at, um, uh, you know, one of the elite firms, I had a few colleagues like that, you know, who left, went to do their uh, MBAs. Um, you know, they wanted to work for, you know, they didn't want to work for BCG anymore, so they wanted to work for McKinsey. They weren't able to make that transition during the internship interviews because they were focused on grades. So they decided to work for a bank for six months. They worked at a bank. It wasn't a glamorous role, like investment banking or anything like that. It was internal strategy, which consulting firms see as a peer role. Spent their five, six months, and then they moved into McKinsey. Or some of them have come back into in a BCG, and a few, I think, went into Bain as well. The point is this. If your strategy is to say, okay, I'm going to do everything I can to get the internship offer, you are creating a lot of problems for yourself. Don't do it. Do a dual track or a or a tier or a or a trifecta track whereby you're pursuing at least banking, but maybe banking and a Fortune 500 company. And then when you get that offer in, you know, whenever you do your internship, at least you have that offer to rely on, right? Because no matter what happens, then you have an offer which you can accept that keeps you in the United States. You can then ignore full-time interviews. And take that offer, work for this company for six months, and then apply to McKinsey again. It's a very important strategy. If you ignore the internship offer that converts to a full-time offer, which means you have no offers going into full-time interviews, there's a lot of pressure on you at the full-time interview to convert something into a offer. And you know that when people become desperate, they tend to do things that they wouldn't always do. So my advice is that you've got to train your internship very strategically. Pursue consulting, yes, because the training for consulting will be very useful for many industries. Pursue banking, but not investment banking. Pursue internal strategy. And, and remember, internal strategy is just one side of banking. You can pursue um, quality control. You can pursue operational improvement, implementation. Consulting within a bank is much, much broader than consulting within you know, the big three, McKinsey and so on. There's um, there's um, uh, process improvement and so on, which has all seen to be very, it's respected by consulting firms. And the reason it's, it's respected is because a lot of the internal consulting arms of banks, in fact, all of the ones I know, and I know most of the bank's internal consulting arms, you know, from Wells Fargo to Merrill Lynch to JP Morgan and so on, they're run by ex-McKinsey BCG 
partners and engagement managers and so on. So when a consulting firm looks at you having spent a stint there, they say, hey, you know what? You worked with this guy who used to be an engagement manager, a partner, a principal, whatever it is at McKinsey. And you know, you, you at least understand what consulting is about. Because there's, if there's one part that tries to mirror the way consultants work, it's the internal consulting arm of banks. I'm not saying they're perfect, but they try and they're the closest. So if you're an Indian student and you want to pursue a strategy that is going to make sure you stay in the United States and allows you to pursue consulting, I would go for a dual or triple track internship strategy, right? Then, if that doesn't work, you want to pursue whatever is required to allow you to stay in the United States during full-time hire. That will be in September. Then, you continue pursuing consulting and six, seven months after you work for this new firm, you can leave. If you go 100% for consulting during the internship cycle, you're most likely going to lose. That's going to create an awful amount of pressure for you in the full-time cycle. And pressure never works for most people, I can be honest. So my advice is get something for your internship that removes the pressure of having to leave the United States. And I think you'll be pretty well off. As always, I'll be very happy to respond to any comments or queries.